Hello, Scale It Up Nation. Nation, are you excited? Do you know what today is? Well, today is Monday, October 7th, and that means we are beginning Industrial Water Week. Yes, we have an entire week to celebrate how awesome industrial water treatment is. On Monday, we recognize pre-treatment. Tuesday is boilers. Wednesday is cooling. Thursday, wastewater. And then finally on Friday, it's careers. An entire week where us industrial water treaters get to let everybody in the world know how awesome our job is. All the things that we do to make the world better, this is the week that we get to celebrate that with. So Nation, I am curious, what are you doing to celebrate Industrial Water Week? Well, the fine folks here at Scaling Up H2O, we are going to bring you a brand new episode each and every day of Industrial Water Week. So five brand new episodes, one episode for every day in Industrial Water Week, so we hope you make Scaling Up H2O part of your celebration. Nation, we are celebrating Pre-Treatment Monday. If you were to look up pre-treatment, it says pre-water treatment is any process that improves the quality of water to make it more acceptable for an end use. So think of all of the different equipment that we use to cover that definition. It might be softeners, it might be dealkalinizers, it might be filters, but there's so many things that us industrial water treaters have at our disposal that we can make our job a little bit easier when it gets inside the facility to treat if we pre-treat it. Nation, I am very sure that you know a couple of weeks ago was the Association of Water Technologies annual convention and conference in Palm Springs. And if you have not been to Palm Springs in September, let me tell you, it is hot. It was 113 degrees on one of those days. And then I think it got down to a very cool 110 the other days. People say, hey, no humidity out there, but hey, that's still hot. I don't care who you are. But we had a great time. I got to see so many people that came up to me and let me know that they did enjoy scaling up H2O. A lot of people came up to me and they gave me show content ideas. They introduced me to people that I needed to invite on as guests. It was awesome. Thank you so much for all the people out there that let me know that you have made Scaling Up H2O a part of your regular day. I really appreciate that, and we're going to make sure to keep quality episodes coming to you. The team here at Scaling Up H2O and myself, we thought, what could we do this year to celebrate Industrial Water Week? We figured since it was so close to the Association of Water Technologies Conference, why not bring the people that were not able to make it into the convention hall? So that's exactly what we are going to do. This entire week of Industrial Water Week, we are going to celebrate by walking through the exhibit hall, by interviewing people that attended, 
And that's gonna do a couple of things. One, the people that have already been there, you're gonna remember some of the things that you've seen. The people that weren't able to make it, you're going to get a taste of what it's like to go to one of those conventions. And my hope is, is that taste is going to flourish into a desire and I'm gonna see you next year at that convention. Well, our first guest, is James McDonald. Now, James McDonald was the one that originally started all the paperwork in motion to get Industrial Water Week an official holiday. So James, thanks so much for doing that. Industrial water treaters are awesome. Industrial water treatment is awesome. So it just makes sense that we have our own holiday. And you made it that we have an entire week's worth of a holiday. Now, if you haven't heard James's episodes, James came on on episode 21 and then again on 49. Nation, I know you are celebrating Industrial Water Week and I am with the gentleman that is responsible for Industrial Water Week. James McDonald, CWT. How are you, James? I'm doing just fine. How are you, Trace? I am doing wonderfully. And of course, we're recording this at the AWT conference, so it's a couple weeks before Industrial Water Week. But you are responsible for us having our own holiday, and this is the second time that we have celebrated it. I want to know what kind of feedback have you been getting on the fact that we have a holiday now? Yes, yes. You know, across the world last year, when I follow hashtag Industrial Water Week, I find um, people from everywhere we're, we're celebrating it. Companies of all size, large, large and small, Nalco, Aquaphoenix, a wide range of companies, and just people have reached out to me thanking me for, well, starting this, still, it's not my holiday, it's our holiday, but it's been very welcoming, it really has been. I've heard the same thing too, and of course, uh, in honor of this incredible holiday, we are doing an episode each and every day this week. Thank you. So, what are some of the things that you think an industrial water treater needs to know in order to properly celebrate this holiday? Yeah, well, I think what, what they need, need to, to do is use this as an opportunity to grow themselves, use this as an opportunity to share with, with their colleagues what, what, what they can do, use this as an opportunity to share with their clients what, 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 they, what they can do, and it really is a well-rounded holiday in that you make it what you want, and so that's why there are days. There is pre-treatment Monday, Boiler Tuesday, Cooling Wednesday, Wastewater Thursday, and Careers Friday so you can make it what you want it to be based on your expertise. Perhaps you're a vendor who only deals with cooling towers. That's your focus. Well, James, thanks so much for all you do, not only for the AWT, but for the entire industrial water treatment community. And thanks for getting us our own holiday. You're welcome, and thank you too, Trace. James, thanks so much for all you do for the industrial water treatment community. And again, thank you for giving us an excuse to celebrate Industrial Water Week. The next person I spoke with is David Wagonfuhr. And David was the president of AWT last year. So a lot of the things that you saw at the AWT annual convention and conference were due to David, his board, and his staff. So let's talk with David. Nation, you never know who you're going to meet walking through the halls of the AWT annual convention. And I just ran into AWT president, David Wagonfuhr. Great job this year, great convention. What do you want the Scaling Up Nation to know about some things that happened in AWT this year? Well, first of all, we are very excited about the 
online training modules. I think that's huge, and I think it's going to be a, a massive benefit for all the members. It's free, but it's going to be great for new hires, people that don't know a lot about water treatment. It's a, it's a great introductory program, and I think it's going to be great. Awesome. And this has been a great venue. It's a little hot. You probably know that. So where are we going to be next year? Next year, we're in Louisville, and I hear the weather is perfect this time of year. A little bit later, but this time, when we're there, it's going to be perfect. And when this airs, we are celebrating Industrial Water Week. How will you be celebrating Industrial Water Week? Hopefully by selling like five new accounts. There you go. I love it. Thanks for chatting with us. Thanks. Folks, I am so proud to be able to volunteer with the Association of Water Technologies. I was a volunteer where I was just working on a committee, and then eventually I made it all the way up to the president of the Association of Water Technologies. Now, I say this because everything that you see at the AWT convention or the training seminars, those don't just magically happen. They happen because we have some extremely dedicated staff, but we have some incredible volunteers. Folks, we are a volunteer-driven organization, and that only works when we have volunteers. So if the AWT is not the association that you practice industrial water treatment with, find your association and see how you can get involved. You are going to get so much more out of that relationship than you realize while you're contributing, making awesome things happen. Next person we're talking with is Chandler Mancuso. Chandler was episode 64, and we know him as the youngest certified water technologist. And that was a designation that at one point in my career, I was able to hold, and that's when I got my CWT at 26. Since that time, somebody took it away from me that was 25, and then somebody that was 24, and I believe that was Connor Parrish that was the 24, and then he had it for about a year until Chandler took his, and now it's 22. 22 is a really young age when it comes to industrial water treatment, and we learned from the interview with Chandler that he started when he was 17 years old. So you really got to get started studying and working in the water treatment industry if you want to beat that record. So here's Chandler. Nation, I'm here with Chandler Mancuso, youngest CWT. I uh, just had the pleasure of doing a panel conference with you where I was the MC, and you were fired a bunch of questions about being young, and you answered those great, and uh, there was no doubt about it that the audience does not think that the people on that panel were lazy in any way, shape, or form. So I'm curious from your point of view, you heard some of the questions that the audience came with, what were some of the takeaways that you had being on that young professional panel? You know, I think that one of the biggest things for me, Trace, is really that there is a demand, you know, for answers from young professionals. And I think that that was indicated by the fact that there were questions throughout the entire time. And so I'm really glad that we were able to provide that opportunity. And honestly, I hope we get to do it again in the future. Well, this is the second year in a row, so we'll see if it goes for three years. I'm curious, what are some of the things that you're learning here at the AWT convention? 
You know, when it comes to learning things here at the AWT convention, it's just nice talking to people and learning a little bit from experience. But in addition to that, these people who come in year in and year out and exhibit here, they almost always have something new to bring to the table, especially in the technological realm. You know, a lot of these people who are providing unique services with online monitoring and a lot of these chemical equipment companies, I think that's really where I see a lot of the progress being made. And it's really good to get new information from them. What's the coolest thing that you've seen here? Well, um, I think that PulseFeeder having their install wizard over there is a pretty unique concept for sure. And, and they are touting uh, a very quick uh, configuration and installation capabilities with their new products. So that was definitely one thing that's sticking out in my mind, that's for sure. And everybody's curious, this is going to be coming out during Industrial Water Week, so what are you going to be doing during Industrial Water Week? Uh, well, I think it's pretty obvious that I'm going to be listening to Scaling Up throughout the entire week uh, for the religious listener of Scaling Up. And uh, in addition to that, I don't know, we'll see what, what else is going on. I'd be happy to distribute some memes if uh, James McDonald or somebody comes up with any of those. Um, so yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up for me. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for chatting with us. All right, I appreciate it, Trace. Scaling up nation, you know that I owe being in this industry to my father, Ray Blackmore. He's no longer with us, but of course I get to practice water treatment each and every day because he turned a job into a career and then he made that career his legacy by teaching it to me. What you may not know is my dad almost got out of water treatment. So there would have never been a Scaling Up H2O podcast if that were the case. So my dad was laid off from one of the larger companies and a gentleman that we are going to hear from next fixed that right up. Scaling Up Nation, I'm here with Dan Morris of Advantage Controls. How are you, Dan? I'm great, how are you? I'm doing great. You've got so much stuff that you are showing here at the AWT convention, uh, but I'm curious, you've got some new stuff that's going on with Advantage. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, not a lot new. Business as usual with us. Maybe a little different situation for me personally, but uh, I plan to be around for at least three more years. And I think we're in fine shape. Well, awesome, I have no doubt of that. And I think we've talked before, I am responsible for being in this industry, partly because of you. Well, My father was thinking about being out of this industry and you found the job that he took that eventually was my first water treatment job. So thank you for that. Well, you're Nation, we owe, you're we owe Dan Morris for this podcast. I, I really want to have you on Scaling Up. We can, we can chat about my dad. We can talk about the water treatment industry. I mean, you've seen this industry change tremendously. I mean, just looking at controllers and yeah. what they used to do to what they do now, right. I can't imagine a, a better conversation. So well, we're going to reach out to you. I think back of 1987 when we were at the first one of these in the Vista Hotel in Pittsburgh tagging along with the uh, Pittsburgh Water Conference. So I've been coming here for, this is my 32nd annual one, and then we used to do them in interim, you know, in the middle of the year. So I've been to a lot of these shows. <laughs> well, awesome. And your booth, people are always uh, looking to see what you guys have. It's a beautiful booth, by Thank the way. Thank you. Thank you. And the t-shirts, you know, I don't know if you've seen those, but. Uh, it says, I survived a night with advantage. Uh, being my father's son, I know what that means, <laughs> and I'm going to make sure to get one of those shirts. You be sure to get one. Awesome. Thanks for everything you do for the association. Hey, thank you. Now, Nation, what you need to know is I have known Dan since I was about five years old. Dan has been a really good friend to my family, 
And Dan's going to be on the podcast. Dan is an incredible guy. He has been with Advantage Controls since it started. Of course, it's his company. And he was with More Controls before that for those people out there that remember More Controls. Now, my dad got a job because Dan Morris introduced him to a gentleman named Gene Bracewell, who was the president of National Chemical. And National Chemical was the very first water treatment company that I worked for. So it all started with Dan Morris. And I don't know if you've ever been out with the Advantage Boys, but the Advantage Boys, they can really bring a party to life. And they have these shirts that they give out at the convention. On the back of them, it says, I survived a night with Advantage Controls. And folks, I got to tell you, that is a feat to survive a night with Advantage Controls. Now, I myself cannot do that, but my father was able to do so. So Dan told me that my father earned several t-shirts that he will gladly give to me. So I am proudly right now wearing my Advantage shirt that says, I survived a night with Advantage Controls. One of the things that the Association of Water Technologies has done the past few years is they have recognized the young professionals in the organization. Who are the people that are coming up the ranks to learn water treatment and are going to be taking over the industrial water treatment world? And they recognize them as young professionals. Now, Michelle Farmery, who you're going to be hearing from later this week, she started a group called the Young Professionals task force or committee, I'm not sure what they're called, but she makes sure that all these young professionals has a group that they can join. And then from that, they are able to figure out what they need to do to help the industry. Of course, as they're doing that, they're helping themselves by getting more information and they're meeting some of the people that are currently in the industry. One of the things that they do each and every convention is they do a happy hour for young professionals. Now, I am not young and I'm very rarely professional, but I got invited to this young professional happy hour. And here are a few interviews that I took there. Aaron Terry, you just gave out some valuable awards at the Young Professionals Reception. And I'm curious, what's your involvement on that committee? I'm one of the founding members of the Young Professionals Committee. Uh, it started about five years ago at the Texas, uh, Dallas, Texas convention. And uh, Michelle Farmery had this idea that we needed to integrate the young professionals into the task force as it gets more mature. And uh, so there's only five of us in that first meeting. Um, and we've grown, the, grown it into having uh, regular events, uh, doing webinars for the members, and especially the young professionals, trying to get them uh, more knowledge and experience in the industry. And uh, our goal is to bridge that gap between the older generation, the more mature generation, uh, like Jay Farmery and Eric Fraser and all those big names that everyone knows uh, with all their knowledge to help us have that knowledge and, and continue to grow. Well, awesome. And I'm not sure if it's a good thing to be on that list or not be on that list. You didn't mention my name, but I'm okay. You guys let me come here. So I'm curious, uh, what have you been learning this week? Man, uh, so much. It's like a fire hose coming to these events. One of the things we always have a session on is Legionella, which is becoming a larger and larger issue that the young uh, professionals need to know about. And uh, kind of, we could be the ones that carry the torch into the future 
on uh, Legionella control and prevention. Just the opportunities at the expo to meet and talk with vendors and rub shoulders and uh, new products and everything that's coming out. It's just a great experience for a young professional to have. And what are you going to be doing to celebrate Industrial Water Week? Well, uh, that's coming up this next week, right? Uh, we had a couple of weeks, but couple when weeks, this okay. airs, it will be smack dab in the middle okay. of Industrial Water Week. Currently, I have no plans, but I will make some very exciting plans and let you know. We look forward to hearing about that. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, thanks, Trace. I'm with Jason Tachini, and Jason, you and I have known each other for a while. I've seen you at multiple AWT conventions. You keep coming back. What are some of the things that you keep coming back for? Oh, definitely the knowledge. Uh, there's a ton of knowledge here. All of these professionals that have been in the water treatment business, uh, every year I come back, I just learn more and more and more. And then um, just always aspiring to do more within the industry. I think I've been doing this now about 16 years, and it's just, it's great to, to try to do something for this industry. Jason, I'm sure there's people listening that have never been to a convention before. What do you want to say to them? Oh, come, get here however you can. Show up, be involved, be part of the, the AWT, um, the time to study and take the test. Uh, you definitely Angela will correct you. It's an examination. Examination. And uh, get certified. Now, everybody wants to know how you're going to be celebrating Industrial Water Week. What are you going to be doing? Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to go have a few beers with uh, some of the colleagues within the industry. And beer's made of water, so it makes perfect sense. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for chatting with us. Thank you. I'm with Mauricio Niete, and I understand this is the first time you have ever been to an Association Water Technologies conference. What do you think about it? I had such a good time from start to finish. I'm honestly a little bit exhausted because it's been since Wednesday night. It's now Friday night. We still got tomorrow to go, but it's uh, been a great experience. Now, it, it has been a long week. I will not deny you of that but I know you've learned some cool stuff while you've been here. Share with the Scaling Up Nation a little bit about what you have learned this week. I can't even put it into one thing. I've learned so much, and just the connections I've made throughout the, the conference have been, you know, uh, I think that's been the most important. I have so many new leads now. Uh, we do, my company does is chlorine dioxide generators, so just connecting and networking with all these water treaters has been a, uh, a good experience. And, you can uh, talk about your company, it's okay. Tell yeah. us a little bit about it. Okay, so my company is called Dripping Wet Water. Um, we make chlorine dioxide generators. Uh, we don't norm do it the traditional way. So the way we do it is a uh, through ion exchange resin. So we take sodium chloride, run it through ion exchange resin um, to make pure chlorous acid and then run that through a catalyst. It's a really neat uh, patented technology that's kind of, we have our own little niche in the high It is neat. I was talking to you guys earlier. Yeah. It is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, it's a... Uh, we have our, our nice little niche in the high purity industry, um, and so and so yeah, it's been uh, it's been good learning where all these uh, water treaters have different applications and how we can fit into them. Is that's been just uh, the best part for me. Everybody wants to know how are you going to be celebrating Industrial Water Week? So I'm from Texas, San Antonio. So me and my buddies, we're gonna get together. We're gonna smoke a brisket. We're gonna we're gonna have a good time, and we're gonna uh, enjoy Industrial Water Week. So I'm from Georgia, and and barbecue in Georgia that's pork, but that you can't say that. That it's got to be beef in Texas, right? Exactly. You got to do the low and slow method. At least smoke for 
12 to 16 hours. So well, there you go. You're learning all sorts of stuff on Scaling Up. Thanks for chatting with us. Thank you. I'm sure you can hear from the background how exciting that night was. Now, I have interviews throughout the rest of the week that I did record at that happy hour, so you'll hear some more from those young professionals. But now I'm just going to randomly select some interviews that I did last week. So please enjoy those. I'm with Griffin Ryle of Lubrizol. You guys have a prime location. You're right up in the front of AWT. I want to know what are some exciting things going on at Lubrizol? Yeah, absolutely. So it is our prime location. We've, we've been coming to this conference for quite a long time and with partnering with uh, John Zabrita and Zybex, we've, we tend to post up right here. But uh, some of the most exciting things we have, we've got a paper this afternoon talking about our, uh, our top tier Tur Polymer K798 in some high severity conditions. We've got some great data to show. High temp, high pH, high severity, and really exceptional performance. All right, I'm looking for Uncle John because Uncle John accepted a pretty prestigious award last night. So what are some of the most common questions that you're getting from people walking around asking you about your polymers? Yeah, some of the most common questions we're getting today are uh, really focused on the TUR polymer, the 798. People want to know um, how high temp we can go with it and, and what kind of pressure. We're also getting a lot of questions this year about NSF and FDA uh, certifications as well. All right, well, thanks for chatting with us. Yeah, thanks, Trace. Great talking to you. I just stopped by the Resin Tech booth and I'm here with Peter Myers. You guys are talking about all things resin. Tell us a little bit about Resin Tech. Resin Tech's a family owned business that was started by the Gottlieb family about 35 years ago and the founder, Mike Gottlieb, who at the time was working at uh, Cybron Chemicals, wanted to do things the way that he wanted to do them. Essentially, he wanted to develop a company that made people's ion exchange systems work better. So he went into business, not with the intent of making money, although he's now quite wealthy, but with the intent of helping people make their systems work better. All right, sounds like the AWT story. Many entrepreneurs got tired of working for somebody else and now they own their own company. So what are you guys specifically hearing questions wise, comments wise from your customers here at the show? Everything from selenium to mixed bed to how do I take XYZ chemical out of wastewater? That's the full range and some questions about how to use resin few questions about buying resin, which the sales guys like, but the, the topics here can be anything from A to Z. It's, it's quite wide ranging. Well, I'm assuming a lot of people that are walking through the doors all have water softeners. They're probably treating boilers. What does the average water treater need to know about water softener resin? Get it checked every once in a while and replace it before it's completely ruined. All right, well, there you go. If uh, you, you, got, you got to know what you have in order to know what to do with it. Well, thanks so much for chatting with us. You're sure welcome. I'm in the Carlin booth. I'm here with the main guy, Bill Hildebrand. Bill, what is going on in your booth at AWT this year? Visiting with customers and showing some new product. So what are some of the new products you're showing them? We're introducing an ultrasonic hot water meter, three-quarter inch and uh, one inch to start with. It will be an off-the-meter register, so it is not involved with the heat transfer, and the will be 
selectable by the customer, whether it's one, 10, or 100 GPC. So it's a relatively new concept for it. Um, we've introduced a whole new line of controllers. And uh, we don't, we're not in the controls business, but we've always offered a limited line of relatively generic controllers. And they're all new, they're all surface mount, and they're more robust than they've ever been. Well, you and I had a conversation earlier this week that the water meter just has a story to tell. And you're going to come up and scaling up H2O, and you're going to help tell the water meter story. So I am excited to get that scheduled with you. Well, we're excited to share it with you because water meters have, have lots of applications, and some of them don't belong in certain applications, and some of them really do. So we're happy to share. Bill, another question everybody wants to know, how are you going to be celebrating Industrial Water Week? We're probably going to, to uh, put something on our website that will uh, excite it and, and really focus on it. And we'll look at whether we're going to offer a discount for the week for a certain type of meter. All right. Well, there you go. Well, thanks so much for chatting with us. Thank you. Have a good day. Nation, I'm here with Brady Benson of Aquamedics. What does Aquamedics do, Brady? Well, we make shower filters, faucet filters, ice machine filters that remove the bacteria that can kill people. So tell us a little bit more about that. Specifically, what are you speaking on? Well, there's waterborne pathogens, and I'm not just talking about Legionella. I'm talking about all the waterborne pathogens that can cause hospital-acquired infections. And we have essentially a mechanical or non-chemical filter that filters out those bacterium before they can reach the patient, the employee, or whoever is using the water. For most people, it's not really an issue, but if you have any immunocompromised problems or uh, concerns, it's something you should be very aware of. When something happens, most water treaters' minds go to secondary disinfection, but these are point-of-use filters. So what, you already mentioned a couple, but specifically, what are some applications where these are being used? I think one of the things you really need to think about is what are your actions going to be from a contingency plan related to your water management plan. If someone presents with Legionella in your facility, what are you going to do? Well, you know you have possibly some type of problem. You've got high-risk areas such as transplant, needle-natal. We recommend that filtration go in there immediately simply as a precautionary measure. If you have a persistent problem in your water where year over year you may see high bacteria counts or Legionella is detected on a regular basis, we recommend that in those high-risk areas you have filtration used on a regular basis. But in addition, write down the actions within that contingency plan. I know I'm repeating myself, but take a look. We're going to put filtration in that patient's room. We're going to put filtration in the area where that patient was treated. If you need to put it in the entire wing, that you know that's up to you. The reason you do that is the health department may come in and their standard procedure is putting filtration in the entire building and if you've got a good plan and they feel comfortable with it, those are the actions you've taken and you probably saved yourself a big headache. Well, we appreciate you chatting with us on Scaling Up H2O. Thank you, have a great show. So how about it, Nation? Monday is pre-treatment Monday. We are on our way to start industrial water treatment week correctly. I'm hoping that you are already planning to download tomorrow's episode and add it to your regular day. 
For those of you that are actually going out and celebrating, good for you. Folks, we have the best job in the best industry in the world. We all need to celebrate it. So thanks so much for celebrating industrial water treatment with me, listening to Scaling Up H2O, and I'll have another brand new episode for you tomorrow on Boiler Tuesday. <laughs>